Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, it is April 8th, 2021. Hey George, how's it going? Fantastic. <laughs> My day is a day. It's, it's been a day. <laughs> it's a day a that day. you need some, some worship in it, and that's why we have James here. Yes, so we have James as our guest. Uh, James, tell us a little bit about yourself, what your your band's name called, and all that good stuff. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is James, and um, my band name is This Surrender. Uh, we're a worship, a heavy worship band out of New York City, New York. Uh, we've been a band for about six months, and we just dropped a worship album with some originals and some covers. And yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Yeah, I've listened to some of your stuff. You got it on Spotify, which is really cool. Um, You're on iTunes also, right? Yeah, so so, uh, we work with um, DistroKid, which just gets our music out to as many platforms, even like um, international platforms and platforms like Twitch and TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that, too. Awesome. So, a little bit about yourself. Obviously, you weren't born a Christian. So, how did that happen? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Sure. Um, so, I was actually born into the gospel, but um, I didn't really have an encounter until at the age of 18. Um, I kind of went the prodigal son, prodigal son route, and I left my, my parents' home in, in a very rebellious state. Um, I didn't want to follow to their rules. They were um, a little traditional. They were old school Pentecostals. So, you know, the whole nine with the rules and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I left I left in a, in a very rebellious state. And Did you have to wear the long dresses and everything? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but um, I was serving on the worship team at the time, man. I, I, the only way that you could serve is if you wore a collar on the altar. That was one of the rules that, that they had. So it was just, you know, it's a bunch of bogus stuff. So, yeah, out of rebellion, I left to kind of find my own path. And, you know, I really just was just completely empty um, with, with without God. And I found myself in a very low point, um, nearly homeless. And, you know, I just ended up going back to church. And there was a preaching at the time that, really just resonated with me and I rededicated my life to, to God. And I felt like that was like my actual first rededication mm-hmm. at the age of like around 19. Um, yeah. But since then, you know, I've gone through my lows and my highs, but I can attest to the fact that God has always sustained me throughout all my trials and tribulations. And I'm here now. And how is your, how's your relationship with your parents now? You know, after um, it's, being a, it's the gotten, prodigal returned. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better. Um, obviously, uh, um, especially with my father, I've, I've always felt like there was, like I just never met his expectations or, or just like what he envisioned to be a son. And even through my early adult life, that, that really played a, a big role in, in our relationship. But, you know, through the years, uh, you just, I, I, I came to the realization that my parents did the best they could, and, and, and they did 
what they felt was the best like decisions and what, what the best move as parents was and you know I, I forgave them I forgave them and and I have a really great relationship with my parents now that's awesome I just love the the work the restoration work that God does through that and really you have to find your own path you can't follow your parents footsteps into their relationship with the Lord you need to have your own so how did that come about how did how did the Lord snatch you out of your rebellion? Well, I've, I've always found an identity in, in serving in the church. And not that that was really like the, the base of my relationship with God, but that was one of the tools that God used me to, to really like start taking things of God serious. And, you know, this, I, I would always just be brought to the realization that just comparing my life without God and comparing my life with God is night and day. It's night and day. And, and, you know, we all go through our seasons, our our dry seasons as Christians. And, and, you know, just God, God's always been there to remind me, you know, this is life. This is life without me. And, you know, you got to make a choice. And that's just always what stood out in my relationship with God. Cool. That's awesome. So being old school Pentecostal, how does that, I, I don't know where, I don't know what, where, what kind of church you go to now, but your style of music, some people have said on is ungodly. So how do you deal with that? Like I, I, I grew yeah. up, I grew up assemblies of God. So I have a Pentecostal background as well. And I know some of it is is very rigid and it's if it's anything but gospel music it's of the devil you know there was that school of thought there for a while so have you bumped up against that definitely so i feel like god was preparing me for this day and age of of just uh the like like the people that are against this movement and this kind of music because um, as a kid and as a young adult, I, I in the early stages of my, I guess you could say, musical career, um, I, I experienced firsthand like the opposition and people like literally writing letters to the pastor saying that they want either me out the church or for me to stop doing any kind of music. And at the time, my music wasn't even as nearly as heavy as it is now, but I felt like. God was refining me through all those hard times, and it was some really, really difficult times for the early stages of of my um, rock worship ministry. Um, but I felt like God was just, you know, allowing me to go through this, so just like to build that tougher skin. So in today's day, when people comment these things, you know, I try my best to respond with love and and just show them. And if if they would give me the opportunity to to just share my testimony with them, and a lot of the times, you know, I've I've had people where, I, you know, I've responded a certain way out of love, and and they have came to me and apologized to me and and said, you know, I didn't really see it this way. Um, there's others where it's just like a brick wall where there's nothing that you can say um, would would change their mind, but you know, it's just different levels. 
But for the most part, you know, I, I just try to just, you know, show love at the end of the day. And if they accept it, if not, then that's, you know, between them and God. Yeah, for sure. And so the question is, how did you fall into hard rock worship? Or what, what do you call it? Do you call it hard rock worship? I mean, I, I call it heavy worship only because, like, hard rock is an element of, of the worship. But then there's, like, the heavier metal yeah. side of things. So, yeah, heavy the worship. screamo. <laughs> screamo, screamo worship. Some people call it screamo, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, me and you, when we talked on the phone, uh, Waymaker, like, I, I was just saying to you, I was like, man, your voice just even, like, normal is awesome like you have a, a really good voice and like when waymaker starts i was like man this guy could sing like no no offense to some to some screamo bands and no. stuff you'll hear them sing and you're like normal sing and you're like bro you need to stick to screaming <laughs> but like but like you like uh do an excellent job like and the transitions are crazy good like so uh, if you guys haven't checked them out, you definitely need to. And what was the name of your band again? This Surrender. This Surrender. We'll just keep yep. saying that so people can <laughs> look up yeah. This Surrender um, when they're listening to this. Uh, go ahead. So um, not our listeners can't see you. We can. Uh, you're African-American. I, I mean, I'm assuming that because you're, you know, darker, color, darker skin than a little bit darker than me. But um, that so stereotypically like that your style of music. How did you get into that? Like, yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a crazy story. Um, I am the politically correct term is Afro Latino. Okay, so, uh, my parents <laughs> are from the Dominican Republic, but I'm black. I mean, like I don't I none of that kind of like labels. None of those labels really. Like I don't, I really don't care. Like, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But, um, That's cool. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I don't want to offend anybody. Like five. I know that's you're, five, like you me. said, you're Afro Latino. Like your parents are from the Dominican, so that's not really African American. Yeah. You know, that's right. So right, but um, I mean, there's definitely African in my ancestry, so that's it's fine. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's 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 funny, and you know, I always. Like I question sometimes I question like why why did God put like this desire for heavy rock, you know, me being brown and you know, obviously in New York City it's not really like a big thing. Um, but you know, I, I grew up listening to bands like Kill Switch and Gage and when I first heard them I I was you know, like I I just never knew that dark people like dark skinned people could could be rockers. And when I heard them, I'm like, man, this stuff is really good. And then I saw a music video. And, you know, they uh, their first singer was Light Skin, uh, Caucasian Brother. But their their second singer, which is the era that I started to listen to their music, um, the dude was black. Uh, his <laughs> name is Howard Jones. He's black. So I was, when I saw this, I was like, hold on. What's going on here? This black. <laughs> and he's, you know, singing, screaming, and, he's, and, and just kill switch really just helped like develop and shape my my interest in heavy music but as a christian there was just something missing there was something missing and you know just i've always had an open 
uh, like dialogue, uh, communication with my with my mom, and I, you know, I told her, mom, you know, I I love rock music, but I want I want to listen to Christian to Christian rock music, and um, she bought me uh, at the time was called the X album. It was a compilation CD of a bunch of different rock bands, and that's they were good, they were good, but I felt like there there wasn't really worship. And the, the closest thing to heavy worship at the time was a band called Cutlass. And, and yeah, I'm familiar I, uh, that, with Cutlass. I like Cutlass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like those were like my early rock worship um, um, like influences. But still, I just felt like I wanted something heavier, something basically like Kill Switch Engage, but something that, that I can worship with and, and express my worship with. And, you know, I just thought to myself, man, there's nobody out here doing this, so yeah. I gotta step in and fill this gap and bridge this gap between worship music and heavier music, and I picked up the guitar, my brother taught me three chords, and from there, I just started learning little by little. I learned what drop tuning is, like rock, there's a certain way to tune your guitar for rock music. I started learning uh, different things, and I've always been musically inclined, so I just started just creating, and that's that's where it all started. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah, like because when you were talking about it, I was like, when I was like, I wonder. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, my mom gave me Demon Hunter as I lay dying, those kind of guys. But I was so like, Demon Hunter was on the X album. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> They're one of my favorite, one of my favorite bands for sure. They they definitely have good stuff, but nothing like you. Like you do fill that gap of. Right. Uh, I'm I've never seen anybody do it like you do. <laughs> like like we talked to I talked to you about Firebrand, and like he does some really good stuff too. But like yours is like you're like take Hillsong, and like blow it up, and I'm like, right. Oh man, that that's that's Hillsong on steroids. so what i love about it too is to me worship is our our best weapon of warfare you know if i'm going through it i go i go to worship you know that's that's where i that's where i go to and if you you know any kind of war movie you watch or battle scenes where they're really fighting it out. There's some heavy music behind it. So like, I'm going to listen to your stuff. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, like for your, for intense battle worship, this is what you need. And really, I feel like that's where we're really at. And in, in this, even in the culture, culture of Christianity, you know, you're going to have people that are like that music's of the devil and don't really listen to the lyrics. They're only listening to what it sounds like and it's not appealing to them, but it's not for them then, yeah, you know, right. it's for, it's going to draw those listeners that are like, I don't have any outlet. I love Jesus, but I also really like this music and you have given that outlet for that and really have the worship aspect to it that really kind of nails it home. You know, really like Definitely. if I'm going to battle, this is what I'm putting on. <laughs> so I just, I, I love sure. that. 
Thank you, man. Appreciate it. No, for sure. And like, um, for you, so you had those, you filled in the gap <laughs> and, and so and New York of all places. Cause when you told me you're in New York, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yep. like, cause yep. New York's mean. Oh. <laughs> um, but like, um, I think one of the biggest things I can think of is like, I love rock music, but I feel like I ha I don't see it as much anymore. Like you would see skillet and you're like, Oh, okay. They're still doing their thing and they still rock your face off basically. But like, you slowly are seeing like rock disappear, which I'm like, yep. I don't know. I hate rap to be honest. Like I like, I like NF, but like, I, I don't like, I don't like a lot of rap. And so, or too much pop. I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's why I'm like, uh, like, and then when I heard your stuff, I was like, oh, that's so refreshing to, to, to hear that. And so, um, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, I got I to gotta show him. I got my New York oh, hat. Like, oh, Yankee. So a buddy of mine got, um, when I went to New York, I didn't get myself any souvenirs. And a friend of mine brought this hat back for me. So we were on vacation in, in California last week. So I'm wearing my Yankees hat. And my wife's like, why are you wearing that hat? I'm like, well, for one, I, I like it. And for two... If I'm a jerk to anyone, they'll think I'm from New York. I had it still on my backpack from vacation. And I'm like, I got to show them that because I thought it was it, funny. It was a city of jerks for sure, man, for sure. And, and so for you, how, how, does, like, how do you see that culture for rock? Because... I, I I mean, we're not in the music scene as much as you are. Yeah. So, what does that look like? Well, you know, there 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 is there is a music scene here in New York City. Um, obviously, you know, eight billion people. You're bound to find your your niche and you know your your little group. Um, but as far as like the Christian rock scene, there's nothing here. There's nothing at all and you know every everyone that's doing music here either wants to do contemporary worship music um whether it's spanish or english or wants to do r&b or hip-hop whether it's spanish or english and there really isn't any 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 rock bands any christian rock bands out here and you know it it kind of fuels me to be honest it, it fuels me because i, I like the entire for my entire, like, since I can remember, the odds have always been against me. Number one, I'm bringing heavy rock to a traditional Pentecostal church. Um, number two, I'm a brown-skinned brother doing rock. Number three, there's just not really much support. And, you know, I've, I, I did get support from from my, my home church growing up, but, you know, on, on the scale of, like, when you when you sometimes listen to the stories of uh, other bands coming from other states, you know, it's, it's kind of different. Like I didn't have a garage where I could have practice and all this other stuff. So, you know, it's just, it just serves as motivation. And to know that at this point I've gotten so much recognition and it's not like I'm a big, you know, rock star or anything like that, but um, to, to be able to, for, for this ministry to produce the fruit that it produces, you know, um, it's, it's definitely confirmation that, you know, this is where God wants me. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's awesome. 
You looking up a Bible verse there? I was. Well, I, so earlier this week, just in, in prayer time, and I don't know if I, I just felt like this was for the podcast, talking with you, um, and just kind of the the stigma that Christian rockers get, you know, and like we're all God's kids, and he's going to hit each of us where we need to be hit. So it's not going to look the same for everybody. But right. so um, in First Peter uh, 2.1, it's so get rid of all malicious behavior and deceit. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with hypocrisy and jealousy and backstabbing. And I kind of like, I don't know if I feel, I, I kind of felt like that was for you. And Thank you. I, I really don't know know why um <laughs> other than like that too much backstabbing does go on in the church and like well you don't look like me so you can't be a christian you know you you don't sound like this worship band so you're not truly following christ but that's not what god says <laughs> at all you know so i've been reading through peter a lot and um and just in verse two, it says, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you can grow into the fullness of your salvation. Cry out for this nourishment as a baby cries for milk. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. And I think that's really where we need to be at. And even with each other, like, let's not be backstabbing. Let's lift one another up. You're worshiping the Lord. I'm worshiping the Lord. We can do it differently and still love each other and love the Lord. So I I agree that. And then um, for verse 17, uh, first Peter chapter two, verse 17, show respect for everyone. Love your Christian brothers and sisters, fear God and show respect for the King. Um, So I, I don't know if that means anything to you. Oh yeah. Of course, man. You know, on on social media, I go through it a lot, and I know, you know, I've I've like there's a feature where you can respond to comments through a video on TikTok, and mm. I've I've cho- I've chosen some of these hateful and negative comments, and I use them to really just express that, you know, let me, sorry about that, my laptop's about to die. Let me uh plug it in real quick. Um, but yeah, I use I use that. As an example, number one, like to just show love, to show love to people and, and all the negativity and hate that I get, I just take it in and and in the response it's it's always love. And I, I you know, I just hope to always be that example of, of the love of Jesus. And yeah, so that, that those verses definitely they're hitting home. Cool. Good. <laughs> cool, cool. Like I said, like Jacob was like, "Here we're gonna have this guy on." So I, you know, I listened to some of your stuff, and I'm just in prayer the other day, and I'm like taking notes, and like I think this is gonna be for the podcast, and like I don't know why, but <laughs> so there you go, there it is. But um, I don't know what you got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were gonna keep going. So, no. <laughs> so as as a band, like I don't know. Because I've seen it too many times because I somewhat was a PK kid. And so uh, preacher's kid or whatever you want to call it, pastor's kid. And so um, 
for whoever doesn't know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I actually got to go backstage and be a part of a lot of bands, like like when they'd come visit the church or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you, I guess, with you picking your your team for your band, how did that go and um, how hard is it? Because <laughs> I feel like there's always like a guy who's like, everyone's like, well, he, he likes Jesus kind of <laughs> in some bands. <laughs> and you're like, why is he in your band? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that would be Alex in our group. But how, so your question is how do I, like, how did I pick my team? To, yeah. And, and like, like how do you, how do you, I guess, hold someone accountable like Alex? Because Got it. there's always that one guy, I feel like, in every band. Right. <laughs> so, okay. So, first, I, um, I just make my expectation absolutely clear in the beginning. Um, and for a while, I, I, kept coming up empty when it came to bandmates and it's one of the reasons why I decided to be a solo artist for a long time and before I started this surrender I was just releasing content under the James franchise name for about like two years and a half and you know I really number one I wanted to just establish that foundation of heavy worship um, before even thinking about like playing shows and including other people Um, but definitely just setting my expectations uh, spiritually and as well as your commitment level as a, as a musician, you know, that's, that's very important to me. Um, I, you, your relationship with God has to show some kind of fruit, especially if you're going to be in a band with me. Um, at least, you know, just, it, it, you, you should be able to represent me well and me represent you well, if you're going to be, you know, on stage with me or in a band with me. Um, as far as like the, the smaller links, I guess you can say are concerned. Um, it's, I chose Alex because I've known Alex for a very, very long time over, over 10 years. I've known Alex. So, um, I've, I've seen Alex through a lot of different seasons in his life. I consider him family. I've even, um, uh, even through a time where he was homeless, you know, I was, I was able to be there for him. Um, so I, I, I know that I can talk to Alex on a very personal level and be very, very transparent with him. Um, when the time comes for me to, you know, just lay the law down, so to speak, you know, I know that he's, he, he knows, he knows me. I know him. I know that he will be receptive to, to, um, to that. So in choosing someone like Alex that really may not have like the same like fire or passion as the other guys yeah. for Christ, um, but I but I, I won't I won't choose anyone else. I won't choose like a random person to fill that. Um, and on the other hand, I know that Alex loves the Lord. Um, I know that he knows what the right thing to do is and and i know that he saves and like i said you know his his walk has to bear fruit yeah and um and then on the musicianship side alex 
is one of the most hardworking musicians that I know. So you know, he's he's for now he's a he's the right fit. Um, but yeah. as far as holding as far as holding him accountable, it's really just a straight up conversation like we're talking right now. Yeah. Um, th- that's the kind of relationship that I have with all the guys in my band. And you know, th- there's one thing that I know that that is uh it's kind of like a cancer when it comes. Uh oh. Reconnecting. Hold on, people. Who Please are pause if, for if, technical if, difficulties. Oh. Sorry, you paused for a second. <laughs> Did I pause? Okay. It said uh, reconnecting. I don't, know where I, cut, I don't uh, know where I cut off. So you said for Alex that you wouldn't replace him with anybody and then pause. Okay. Like you know he loves the Lord. and Right. Yeah. So I know he loves the Lord, and, and he may not have like the same passion as the other guys in the band. And there may be some some habitual things that he needs to work on some and these are like active conversations that we're having every day almost every day um you know there's different habits different things that he has to change but i know that he loves god and and you know i'm i i have a good relationship with him to the point where i can be very upfront with him if something is is bothering me that he's doing then just like I'm having a conversation with you guys, I could tell them straight up, like, yo, bro, um, this this is not right, and and some, this this has got to change. Like I remember having a conversation literally like like three or four days ago, um, telling him, you know, if this doesn't change, then I don't envision you being a long term role in this band. And he was very receptive to it. He agreed with me that change had to be made. So you know, it's just a relational thing and yeah. with all my guys it's, it's the same thing like i you know we, we 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 have this open communication and that's kind of you know the opportunity for a lot of bands to improve where where deep, deep, uh, sometimes band members hold things in and they they don't really exercise their expression so that's um a, 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 a definitely a point of focus in my band and a culture that i like to to create in this band this guys being able to you know express themselves now this uh, makes more sense to me now um so this is another uh, verse first <laughs> <laughs> peter 2 verse 10 says once you were not a people now you are the people of god once you received none of god's mercy now you have received god's mercy and then skipping down to 15 it is god's will that your good lives should silence those who make foolish accusations against you you are not slaves, you are free, but your freedom is not an excuse to do evil. You are free to live as God's slave, show respect for everyone, love your Christian brothers and sisters, fear God, show respect for the king. So, like, I think that really applies here with Alex and, yeah. like, having that conversation with him, and, and you're doing that, and and he's receptive to that, and that's so huge because – everybody's at we're at different stages in our walk and sometimes we need a stronger christian brother to come alongside us and and help pull us up because we're better together yeah you know if we tried to do it on like you're trying to do do it on your own and you're like i need some i need more you know i need a team because i think that's you know that's how god designed us is to be doing this together and 
not everybody's going to be at the same level. And God's designed it that way. You know, we're going to have the Barnabases in our lives. Like Barnabas was to Paul, who like those that don't know, um, Paul was, Barnabas was Paul's mentor. And then Paul was Timothy's mentor, you know, and they kind of, Barnabas showed Paul, they did, they did ministry together. And then Paul showed Timothy, they did ministry together and encouraged one another and spurred one another on. And I think that's really what we need. And we need to, as Christ followers, need to meet those people where they're at and give them that chance to come up and help build them up. And then if they're not going, if they're not receptive to it, and right. you make, hey, we can't do this anymore. Right. You know, if, if you're, if at some point you want to, you know, come back and we can restore this relationship, then we'll do that. And I'm going to be here. I'm going to be praying for you. And you need to still work things out with the Lord yourself. You know? So I think that's really cool that you're, you're doing that with Alex and he's yeah, receptive 100%. to it. That definitely I see, Alex, the other I see way. Alex like my little brother, you know, so that's, I always like have like, you know, have him under my care always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, so one of the bands that I remember distinctly was stellar cart that I was with. And I really liked that band. That's like one of my favorite bands. And so, um, <laughs> so I was with them and like the lead singer and the drummer were awesome. Like talking about God and we're playing hockey. And then their their lead guitarist was kind of like he had this like chip on his shoulder and this attitude, and like he was an awesome guitarist and like a really cool guy overall. But you can tell there was no fruit there. And then shortly, probably like a year after that, he left the band, and I was like, wow. that made sense, <laughs> like, <laughs> like because like even some of the stuff he said and was all that, and I was like. I know I'm like security for you because we knew there's girls hiding in the woods waiting for him. That, wow. that cause they're, I guess, handsome guys. I don't know. So, <laughs> so they were like, so like, that's why I was asking. Cause I was like, I, I don't know how they dealt with it because that wasn't, he was there the whole time. So I couldn't be like, Hey man, like, how do you deal with someone like that? Like, um, because I can, like you said, it could be a cancer to the team if you have that person that you're not dealing with and just letting them run ragged and run your names into the dirt just Correct. like his. And so I'm like, a little bit of me was like, um, I got a taste of them kind of thing. And I was like, if I didn't like the other guys, I might have been like, I don't want to listen to you guys no more kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just from that interaction. So that yeah. makes a whole lot of sense that you're like mentoring Alex and, and helping him through this stuff because a, it reflects on you guys as a whole, but also reflects on you individually too. Like, Oh shoot. <laughs> like that guy's Correct. a part of your team and he's out there cussing and smoking and drinking Correct. and calling cat calling girls. And you're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So what, what are you, what are you, I know you got a, did you just drop an album? Just dropped an album, yeah, the okay. Rebirth album. What was it? The It's called the Rebirth album. Rebirth, okay. And that's on all platforms? Or? Yeah, all platforms. You can find that everywhere. Cool. And as 
I, I want to call it Anchor, but I'm not sure if that's the name. Anchor, of it. yeah, that's, okay. uh, that's on the album too. That's a single we released before the album. And that was was that originally just you? Yeah. So, so the way this whole album process came along, it was just like a weird thing. So I originally wanted to just do the entire album by myself, and um, then just hire session musicians to come and perform my things my like the parts from from the album but then i found my i found myself in a place where i couldn't really perform the songs the way that i wanted to whether it was on drums or guitar um or even singing so it started that way and every time i i just needed a like a void to be filled i reached out to a friend um so i started with gabe my drummer i reached out to him and he filled that void of drums really well then um andrew my vocalist and then alex uh my guitarist so that's how it all like, passed together and then from there from then on but the, like the vibes were just really really good and we you know we we just started just making plans to be an actual band and, and just take, take the show on the road as they say yeah so, so are you guys Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Are you guys going to be touring? Like, I know COVID probably like messed up a lot of that stuff, but and before yeah, you mean, answer that, how's okay. New York's COVID lockdown is um, stuff? If, if you if you let it, if you if you let like if you let COVID control you in the city, then it can control you. You can tell like there's some people that have been doing really really bad, um, but. The governor is just opening things up little by little, and I've never really been the type to like really let it control me. Um, I've I've had like I've known people that have died, so to speak. To hello, yep. Can you hear me? It, it's yeah. A... yeah. Oh, okay, it's, <laughs> You're it's connected again. So. Um, yeah, so you know, I've 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 come in close contact with COVID and some family members that have gotten it, and I've gotten it myself. But it's never really been a point where you know it's it's controlled. Mm-hmm. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good, because I can't see you right now, but um, I'll just I'll keep talking. Oh, you But good. um, yeah, it's it's not that bad. Like the governor's opening things up. There's the restaurants and music venues are opening up, not full capacity, but um it's it's not it's not that bad churches are churches are opening up as well so yeah that's Good. that's awesome because yeah. i don't know i feel like me and you kind of were like yeah we're just gonna live our lives like no matter what yeah and we did like like i'll i'll wear a mask if i have to like we, yeah, me too. Me too. i was uh when we were in california like it, it's weird there it was like 50 50 where we were at and i was in a walmart and Nobody asked me to put my mask on, so I didn't. And I was asking, you know, the kid that worked there, I'm like, I need these headphones because um, we, we did a podcast from there and I didn't have headphones with me. So I'm like, I need these. I need with the mic. And, and he got them. And then he hands me a disposable mask. And I'm like, I don't need that, dude. I got a mask right here. Nobody asked me to put it on, so I didn't. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then I just put it on. <laughs> <laughs> you should have yeah. said you're vaccinated. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. 
but I had it too and never even knew I had it. So there's, and and I'm, you know, kind of in the same boat there. Like I I know people that have died with COVID. I'm not going to say that it was really from that, you know, probably, you know, there's definitely more complications there, but they had other underlying health issues that contributed to that. So it wasn't just COVID. Yep. So, so you're going to be touring in Texas, I think, right? I saw. Are you going well, to Texas? Well, um, so the funny thing is that we've we've gotten a few show, like three. We've gotten three show offers in Texas. Um, I I would love to go to Texas, but I, I I really don't like financially. It's not really the best move for us. Maybe this year. I mean, if God opens doors for us to get a van and for us to be available for that, then for sure. Um, but what you're probably talking about is Indiana. We, oh, got, Indiana, we, yeah. we got an opportunity at um, the Kingdom Come Festival for this year. So um, it's like a big Christian festival in Indiana. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, it's this big uh, Christian festival in Indiana. We're opening up for bands like Relent, Ghana, um, Spoken, uh, nice. there's a few, a few other, a few other cool bands. Um, but, um, yeah, we, w- one of the things, like we were speaking earlier, you know, I mean, maybe I haven't found the people that really want to hear this kind of music. Like I have like my close circle of, of, of community here in New York that, you know, really enjoy what I do, but I kind of feel like they just, they, they they like more the idea of it like you know they give me a pat on the back and they love that you know <laughs> I'm, you know bringing forth worship this way yeah. but you know like you you know when when someone really doesn't really bang with your music and it's just they're there to support you which 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 I'm thankful for because without them what I'm doing is not possible they're kind of even financially they they supported me and they're kind of like the ember of my ministry, but I feel like the real flames are like those the, the people that really, really like connect with my music, and mm-hmm. and you know that's those are the the target demographic. And I like I said, maybe they're here. I, I don't know, but the years that I've been doing this is just no one has really resonated in the city. So this is why um, I just made it very clear to the band mates uh, to the guys and I told them we gotta we gotta we gotta just go go we gotta take this out of out of New York you know and and we've in the past I've, I've visited other states and it's just like they're more just like happy and they, they, they like the music more than if we were to like do a show here in New York so um, touring is definitely something that we want to do um, we currently don't have a van. Um, I just had a meeting with a with a management company um, earlier today. So if all goes well, um, we're going to be put on their roster, and they're going to help us a lot with you know getting a van and traveling and a lot of like different like branding and things on the manager managerial end. But um, yes, touring is something that we definitely want to do. We've gotten offers in Texas. We've gotten offers in Arkansas, in Ohio. We've gotten offers in even in Wisconsin. 
there's a dude, there's a commissioner of a fire department. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> they, they have like a big festival out there and they want us to go out there and, and, and you know, and minister out there at the festival called Life Fest. And they want us, they, um, the dude saw my TikToks and he just went absolutely crazy. And, you know, they're trying to raise money to help us get out there. So, yeah, we've gotten a few different offers and, but, you know, we want to take things a step at a time as well. You know, we don't yeah. want to just blow our finances on something that may not be profitable or a smart move to do so early on. You know, we haven't even made a year as a band, but um, definitely, definitely want to travel. Have they, have you, so I, I don't know if you want to say what you've been offered in Ohio, but did they offer you the live festival? Because if they offered you that, I, that's one I would recommend for any any new band because that's like 150 Christian bands usually play at that one. Yeah, so the thing in Ohio was, I think, like a, a guy is trying to get me out to a church out there. It wasn't a festival situation. It was just a guy that's in communication with his pastor trying to get us out in Ohio. Actually, like oh, okay. before, we're, we're trying to get out there the day before we do Indiana so that we could travel to Ohio on Thursday, then travel to Indiana on Friday. And then we're trying to fill a date to travel somewhere in Pennsylvania on Saturday and to be home on Sunday for like that whole weekend for yeah. the Kingdom Come Festival. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys got real bored, just come out to Utah. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> play at the salt air. <laughs> it is. I, I've never been in there for a concert, but like the last concert that was there that I would have went to is NF, but I haven't been to a concert in like five years. It's oh, wow. awful. Yeah, I don't know when the last time I've even been to one. <laughs> it's maybe winter jam. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. That was, oh, but that was your... Ten years ago, <laughs> no, like, be, like because our job is so crazy and busy, uh, we're with all these youth all the time. Like concerts would come by, but there's no way to go because we'd have to take all of them, and not all of them are Christian kids, so they wouldn't really care to go. <laughs> so it's like oh, I gotta miss that one. Dang it. Yep. So if. If there was somebody aspiring to be in a band or make music, what would you tell them? So what would you tell yourself now that you didn't know then? Hmm. So I would I would say you got to figure out what, what you want to, like how far you want to go as a band. Because how far you want to go as a band will determine the necessary steps you're going to take so it's sometimes you know people just want to be a local band sometimes people just want to jam sometimes people just want to upload music to youtube some or like myself sometimes people want to be like this big national touring band or worldwide touring band that those are the aspirations that i have um but it's very very important to figure out what you want to do as a band and then from there, you make small increment goals to, to just getting to that place. Make
one-month goals, make three-month goals, six months to a year, and work your tail off to to meet these goals. And the goals got to be realistic, too. You know, you have to assess your situation and, and you know, assess your finances. But um, there's a lot. There are so many free resources, so many free resources that you can look. YouTube is, I call it YouTube University because it's like you can literally <laughs> find anything you on can. YouTube. And I have a degree in, from YouTube University. And, um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's, there's so much value. There's so much value in it. So, um, yes, that's, that's what I would say. Number two, I would say learn how to manage your time. Um, learn how to rest because it's important that you find your time to rest because as much as you love something, if you keep doing it over and over and over again and you're working your tail off and you don't give yourself that mental time to like, you know, take a mental break, then it'll take a toll on you and you'll probably end up stop doing it. Like you'll probably end up not doing it anymore because it'll feel like a job. So um, definitely find a way to manage your time and find a way to manage your finances. Very, very important, especially if you're, if, if you're a new band, um, you gotta, you gotta learn how to manage your finances. You gotta find the balance between paying for something and paying for the quality of something. You know, you can't always have, you can't always just like go top dollar on quality and then, like the quality of a music, let's say you pay top dollar for a studio and then you don't have any money left to run ads on your Instagram and you don't have any money left for a music video or you don't have any money left for a, a good graphic design to, or, or a photo shoot. So it's very important, you know, you know, just get your total number budget of whatever it is and then manage and distribute your finances so that everything is balanced. Um, I guess that would be it. That's awesome. Makes especially, sense. especially to hear a rock and roll, a rocker talk about finance. <laughs> but that's yeah, right. Man. Like, you know, it, we do need to have our, you know, make our plans and and God orders our steps. But when you're looking at something like you know building, you know, you're building something there you really do kind of have to look at it through a broader lens and see what's yep. really going to take. And um, is this a, just a good idea or is it a God idea? Right. Um, I've been reading, I, I read through uh, a 40 day devotional by um, Mark Batterson called draw the circle. And in there he's talks about, you know, God ideas and really focusing on what God has spoke to you and even taking that time to rest and get away and really hear God speak to you. And, you know, I was, I got to go on vacation last week, which was much needed and, <laughs> you know, feeling so dry and thirsty, just like, Lord, you just, I, why are you silent? You know? And it wasn't, and as I'm saying that and praying through the, the time that I was there, that I got to be away and really have good time with the Lord. I, I just kind of felt his presence and felt him, you know, 
not not an audible voice, but saying to my my spirit, like, I've always been talking to you. You need to take time to to rest in me and listen to me. And like that made you know, it was like, well, that does make sense. You know, yes, God has been speaking to me all my life or, you know, um, as long as I've been really seeking after him and those times that I feel like he's not speaking, is it really that he's not speaking or I'm just not listening, you know, or I'm not taking the time to listen. Like, uh, okay, I did my devotional. I did my, my due diligence, you know, but I haven't really spent time to listen to what God's, you know, spoke to me and I've been trying to be more mindful with that. And I think that that really, I don't know, it's really helped me to like kind of get a new perspective and, and not be so, I don't know, mad at, at believers that don't necessarily believe like me, you know, like, but they still have their, you know, God still has a purpose for them as well. Just because they don't, you know, follow the same like how I'm believing doesn't mean that they're not also following Christ. So very true. I don't know. That's no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so something I didn't tell you that we purposely don't tell people unless they've been on the pod or have heard the podcast or have been on the podcast is we always ask our guests to pray us out of the podcast. And I think okay. this is probably a good spot to to tie it up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love praying, so this is an <laughs> honor to do this. Um, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to fellowship with my brothers in Christ. Lord God, we ask you that your will be done through this podcast, um, that the people that need to hear this message, that it may impact their lives and impact their heart. Um, if there's people that are listening to this, that don't know you, Lord, that they may come to the knowledge of who you are, Lord, and and your son, Jesus Christ, Lord. Um, just ask you, God, to continue to, to bless these brothers and this ministry. Um, the podcast idea is something really, really powerful, and, and to have these guys that have that passion to do this, for the right reasons, Lord, it's, it's it's such a beautiful thing. So so just want to ask you to continue to bless them, continue to guide their steps for any future endeavors. Lord, I ask you that um, if there's any financial need to for, for these gentlemen, Lord, that it may be met, Lord, because we, we believe that you are Jehovah Jireh and you are our provider and, and you know, this is the real world, and, and, and it costs money to do these things, Lord. And even, you know, if, if, if uh, they want to take this a step further, Lord, just continue to guide their steps, my God, and um, just bless them, continue to bless them. Um, I ask you this, Lord, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.